Shalom. Holy Scriptures and Israel is a ministry designed to share with the Jewish people the good news of the Lord Jesus Yeshua the Messiah and to instruct Christians on the Jewish roots of their faith. And now, teaching God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective, here is Gideon Levitam. Shalom everyone, and we are continuing in our study of the seven letters that the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, wrote to the seven assemblies, churches, Kehilot in Asia Minor, which are found in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3. This is the second section in the introduction. I would like just to continue before we're going to get into the actual letters themselves, which teach us volume concerning the condition of every church, every assembly uh, in Asia Minor, but also it teaches us the, you might say, the plan of God for the whole present age of the assembly of the church, which began some 2,000 years ago when uh, in the city of Yerushalayim, the early Hebrew believers in Yeshua the Messiah were, the, you might say, the foundation, the apostles, the foundation of the church, of the assembly, up till today. Of all those who are believers in the Lord Jesus the Messiah, now nearly 2,000 years, this church age is in existence. And in these seven letters, we see the prediction of the Lord Jesus the prophetic message of Yeshua the Messiah, how things will progress in the history of the assembly and how it will begin well and it will end, sadly, not so well. But all the redeemed, all those that truly belong to Yeshua the Messiah, he, gonna, he is going to come and take to be with him. And so we read in Revelation chapter 1, as I would like to read a few verses here, the Revelation verse 1 of Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his, and then he says, unto his servant John. And I'm continuing to read from verse 9 now. Listen to this, my dear friend. John is writing and he's saying, I, John, I, Yohanan, who am also your servant or your brother and companion in tribulation, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus the Messiah, was in the isle that is called Patmos, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus the Messiah. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book. And send it, listen to this, <clears throat> my dear friend, unto the seven churches or seven assemblies, 
which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, or lampstands, was one like unto the Son of Man, in Hebrew, Ben HaAdam. This is the Messianic title of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah. Clothed with garment down to his foot, and he girded about his chest with golden girdle. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as the flame of fire. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was like the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet, as dead. Yohanan is saying. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of Hades and death. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sowest in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the seven angels of the seven assemblies, churches, kehilot. And the seven lampstands which thou sowest are the seven churches, or the seven assemblies. Beloved friend, this is a very interesting passage because as we have already mentioned in the first part of the introduction to the seven letters that our Lord Jesus the Messiah wrote to the assemblies, the seven assemblies in Asia Minor, we have already mentioned that this book is deal, dealing with the future events that are going to happen and it is a revelation that God wanted to reveal to you, to me, to those that belong to him, to reveal to us the beauty that is found in the person of the Lord Jesus the Messiah. And so here in chapter 1, we see that John, again to remind you, he was the youngest apostle Shaliach, he was the one who died last. All the early Hebrew apostles died before him. He died sometime at around 95, 96 AD. And when he gave us this book of Revelation by divine inspiration, it was sometime around 95 AD. By that time, the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, who died at some time around 30 AD, he was already glorified, and he is now for, you might say, for over 60 years in glory. 
The gospel is being preached around the world. Many of the apostles that have preached the gospel have have been faithful to share with the whole world the message of the grace of God. Peter was the apostle to the circumcision to our own, the Hebrew people, the Jewish people. Shaul Paul was the apostle to the nations of the world. They faithfully preached the message of the gospel. And the last one that remained alive was Yohanan, John. And he gave us this wonderful revelation that he received from the glorified Messiah. But you know what happened? We read in verse 9, 10, and 11 that uh, he's uh, now sharing with us that he, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Yeshua the Messiah, I was on an island that is called Patmos. Patmos is found in Greece today. And he was banished by the Roman emperor to this island. And the reason that he went to this island was not because he went to have a good time there, but he was banished. It was like a prison there. It was a place where uh, 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 those that were opposed the Roman emperor would be taken and sent to the island of Patmos. And John tells us the reason that he was banished to the island of Patmos. He says... He says, I was banished there, or I was in the Isle of Patmos. Why? For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. He preached the word. He shared the message of the gospel. And he gave testimony that Yeshua is indeed the Mashiach, the Messiah, the Savior of sinners. And of course, the Romans didn't like it. So they banished him. So once he was on that island, We read here in verse 10 that he was carried, you might say, by the Holy Spirit of God, by Ruach HaKodesh, Ruach Elohim, like Yechezkel, Ezekiel in days of old, like Yeshayahu, Isaiah in days of old, like the prophets of Israel in days of old. Here is Yohanan, this fisherman who became fisher of men, who shared the message of the grace of God with many. He was banished from Ephesus all the way to the island of Patmos. And he tells us here that I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. The Lord's day, Yom Ha'adon. Some say that this is the first day of the week, Yom Rishon in Hebrew. Others say that this is a special day that has a reference to the tribulation because the vast majority of the uh, book of the Revelation deal with the seven-year tribulation, which in Hebrew it is called Yom Yehovah, Yom Adonai. And others say that he was on a special day in which the Spirit of God carried him for this special revelation that he received from Yeshua the Messiah himself. Well, Whatever way we look at this, he was under the influence of the Holy Spirit of God, just the same like all the writers of the scriptures. No writer, whether it is in before the Messiah came in Israel's history, or whether it is after the Messiah in church, in, in, in assembly history, no one was writing what they wrote unless they were 
carried away, if you may say, carried by the person of the Holy Spirit of God. Because this book of the law, this book of the word of God, it's not man's writing. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Ruach HaKodesh, by the Holy Spirit. And here John say to us very clearly in verse 10 of Revelation 1, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, Listen, I'm the Alpha and Omega. I'm the first and the last. And in other words, this is the voice of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah who says, I am the first and I am the last and I am the beginning and I am the end. I am the creator of the universe, the upholder of all things. Then we continue, and he says, What you see, John, Yohanan, what you see? He says, Write it in a book and send it unto whom? Again, the seven churches, the seven assemblies, the seven kehilot congregations in Asia Minor. Send it unto the seven assemblies which are in Asia, Asia Minor, present-day Turkey. And then he said unto, give us the names now. And we read, unto Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea in verse 11. So God is speaking through the person of our Lord, Yeshua the Messiah, and asking Yohanan John to write these seven, this whole book of Revelation, but specifically to send it to these Local congregation, churches, assemblies in Asia Minor. And he gives us the name of all the seven. And I would like later on in our next uh, presentation to read every portion that was written to every local assembly in Asia Minor, finding the second chapter and third chapter of the book of Revelation. Now you notice in verses 12, to verse 18 here in this uh, Revelation chapter 1, John sees a vision. What does he see? He sees the vision of the person of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, who is right now, is in glory in heaven. He is no longer here on earth. He was here on earth for 33 and a half years. And he was the one that walked here uh, upon the face of this earth, and ultimately he have gone to the shameful cross. And there he paid for the sin of this world. That cross was where he died. And when he died, he fulfilled all that which God had given in days of old. Since Genesis chapter 3 and verse 21 until, you might say, Matthew chapter 27, where he fulfilled all that which God have instructed Israel in days of old. Blood had to be shed. An innocent animal had to be killed. Atonement had to be made. Yeshua the Messiah paid for these sins, and now he's finished, he's done. He was raised for our justification. And whoever believe on him will never perish but have everlasting life as the scripture teaches us. But now he see him no longer as the one who came to suffer here on earth. 
but now he sees him as the king that will come one day to rule and to reign. In fact, we see uh, here in verses 12 and 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18, John sees this amazing sight. He sees, notice it says in verse um, uh, 12, And I turned to see the voice of him that spake unto me, and being turned I saw seven lampstands, or seven golden lampstands, and in the midst, what does he see? One like unto the Son of Man. In Hebrew it says, Ben Adam. Why that expression, Son of Man? Because this is the messianic title. The Mashiach called himself Ben Adam. Like Daniel himself saw it, Ben Adam, that was prophesied that he will come in the future day to fulfill God's requirement for justification. He will be the man, the perfect man, the holy man, the undefiled man, the God man, who will die as man for the sin of this world. And now he sees him glorified. He sees him, as he says in verse 13, one like unto the Son of Man. If you read Daniel chapter 7, you'll see the same thing that Daniel has seen, one like unto the Son of Man. In Daniel chapter 7, and what we see, clothed with garment down to his foot, he see his, uh, uh, he see his chest uh, uh, with golden girdle, his head and his hair white as wool, as, as snow, his eyes as a flame of fire, his feet like unto a fine breath, the voice was as a sound of many waters, uh, in his right hand he have seven stars, and out of his mouth went forth like a two edge sword and his face his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength in other words what he does see beloved friend he sees the glorified mashiach the head of the assembly the king of kings that he is now is appearing in such a way because soon he's going to come at his second coming to deal with with this world that rejected him, to refine his people of Israel that didn't accept him at his first coming and to restore them to himself. In fact, if you notice, in this same chapter, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 7, we read, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierce him, and all the kinders of the earth shall wail because of him, even so. Amen. This is amazing. Revelation 1 and verse 7. He cometh. Every eye will see him. Israel, our people who did not accept him at his first coming 2,000 years ago, they will realize that the Mashiach have come, that he is indeed the Messiah. You see, my dear friend, Messiah, Mashiach, is not only coming to deal with our problems, to help us to, to be straightened out from all our enemies, to help us to live life, good life. But the Messiah had to come at the first coming to become a lamb, to become one that will take upon himself our problem, our sin problem. You see, we are sinners by nature. And this is exactly what the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, have done at his first coming. He came to die for our sin. 
for chataim, chet, that we have sinned before God, then we are doomed to eternal separation from a holy and a righteous God because all have sinned. All of us, Jew and Gentile, men and women, boy and girl, whoever we are, rich and poor, all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's why Yeshua came 2,000 years ago. But sadly, as it was predicted, Israel, our people as a nation, did not accept him at his first coming. But not only Israel. We are now 2,000 years in church history. And look at the world in which we live in. The vast majority of the population of this world still do not see that sin has to be paid for by a holy and a righteous God. If he will not do it on our behalf, he will have to judge us. That's why Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, came to become the Lamb of God. Later on in chapter 5 of the same book of Revelation, even though we are going to deal only with the uh, uh, second and third chapter, but in chapter 5 we read, And I beheld, verse 6, And in the midst of the throne and of the four uh, living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a Lamb as it had been slain. You see, the Messiah was once on earth here and he became the Lamb of God which take upon himself the sin of this world. But now Yohanan sees him as the one that is going to be the judge, the king who is going to come at his second coming. And so we read, notice this, in the next verses, verses 19 and 20, this is the last verses of chapter 1. The Lord Yeshua tell John, Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. John, write the things which you saw. What did John saw? Chapter 1, the glorified Mashiach, the Messiah, in his, you might say, as the king that is yet to come to judge this world. Then he said, the things which are, and this is what we are going to learn together, the things which are that has to do with the seven churches or seven assemblies, the letters that were written by the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, to the seven assemblies in Asia Minor, which really represent the whole history of this church age or assembly age or Kehillah, the age of the Kehillah, the body of Messiah. It began good. But it will end, very sadly, not good at all. It's amazing, very similar to the history of, of our own people, Israel. It began good, but it ended very sadly, very poorly. When responsibility came upon us, upon men, we always seem to fail. That's why. We need to turn our hearts to the Lord and ask him for mercy and for grace to help us. So John, John, write the things, verse 19 of our chapter, write the things which you have seen, the vision of the glorified Jesus, the Messiah. The things which are, John, these are the church age, the history of the last 2,000 years of church history, of the history of the assembly. 
And then thirdly, in verse 19, and the things which shall be hereafter. And you see, my dear friend, when this church age will come to an end, this assembly age, when the age of this present day will come to an end, and the last believer in the rejected Messiah will come to know him and will be part of the assembly, God is going to take his heavenly company, his redeemed people, out of this world before he will begin a seven year of tribulation in which he will judge the world in righteousness. We find it, of course, in Revelation chapter, actually chapter 6, all the way to chapter 19. Once the tribulation will end, in Revelation chapter 20, we see the thousand years reign of the Mashiach. Israel restored, the world is blessed, and the Messiah Yeshua will reign as a Messiah, as King of Israel and over all the nations of the world. And in Revelation chapter 21 and 22, we have this eternal state, the blessing of the eternal order, where there will be no longer any sorrow and any pain in this world. Let me just read Revelation 21, as I read before, verses the earlier part of Revelation chapter 21, we read, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Revelation 22, no more curse. No more curse, beloved friend. No more curse. What a day that will be in a future day when the Lord will completely remove all that which is evil from this world and he will create the eternal order. Wonderful age is yet to come. Wonderful future is ahead of those that belong to God, those that belong to Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah. Well, we're going to begin with the Lord's help in our next sessions to deal with the seven letters that were written to the seven assemblies, congregations, churches in Asia Minor, one assembly at a time, which present before us the whole history of the age that is known to be the assembly age, the church age, the Kehillah age, this age in which we live in today. Well, my friend, God bless you, wishing you that you will enjoy the Word of God as we study together with the help of the Lord. Take care, my dear friend. God bless you. Shalom, shalom.